Welcome to Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan of the 101st Legislative District in Lebanon County. I'm Chuck Nichols, Representative Ryan. Welcome to another report to your constituents. This week, we'd like to fire away at the topic that is going to be really the mainstay of the legislature for the next couple of months, and that is the state budget. Obviously, we have a lot of figuring out to do now that uh, our state is kind of in limbo when it we don't know how much revenue is coming in we don't know how lockdowns are going to go we don't know how long the covid thing is going to last it really puts our financial situation in stark relief frank what do we do moving forward how do we figure out what we're going to do with the state budget chuck i spent an entire career as a cpa helping to keep companies out of bankruptcy and this is the area where strong, sound, decisive, realistic decision-making needs to take place. And it has to be communicated to everybody involved. That means we need to make sure our constituents are well-briefed and well-versed in what happens. So let me say clearly, we have a fairly significant budget crisis on our hands. Uh, this wasn't made up just because of the pandemic. This has been occurring because the way governmental accounting standards are developed, it's very possible for someone in government to be able to kick the can down the road, for lack of a better term, and not deal with the financial issues. They can do it either through the issuance of debt, the sale of the farm sale and leaseback of the farm complex, things like that might be creative financing, but create an eventual problem at some point in time. I think a classic example of that would happen with the pension system. The unfunded obligations of the two pension systems are pretty profound. They're pretty close to $70 billion of unfunded obligations and liabilities. And you're seeing that on the school portion of it in your property taxes. Uh, approximately uh, 20% of your property tax bill is made up to pay for the past due pension obligations. So you're seeing a real direct effect of these kicking the can decisions down the road long term. Uh, I was very pleased to see uh, about four years ago, Senator Ryan Allman introduced a bill that became law that started to stem the tide as an example in the pensions. But those are the kind of decisions that we have to start to make. We have to make so strong, sound decisions. So as an example, Right now, we already know in 2021 budget, we're going to be about $3.5 billion short of revenue. The lockdowns and the impact of the lockdowns from the pandemic are being felt. But what I will tell you as someone who has done bankruptcy my entire life, bankruptcy doesn't occur during the pandemic. Bankruptcy occurs 12 to 18 months after. The real negative impact on the, uh, an organization's ability to survive or a homeowner's ability to survive is when you start to come out of the pandemic. And I'll just give you an example in the case of an individual. Many areas have put rent control or, or provided a stay of eviction for people, at which at, at, I understand why it was done. And we obviously want to be very compassionate for everyone that's happening. But when we come out of the pandemic, that landlord is going to expect to be paid. And if the landlord doesn't get paid, then the bank is certainly going to expect the landlord to make the payment. And some person at some point in time has got to legitimately say, where's this money come from? Well, we're now at that point with the state. And what is important for the state to recognize, and I will be a leading fiscal hawk on this issue is that we can't keep going back to taxpayers and asking them to keep funding this issue. We already know 
from the information we've got from the public school employee retirement system that the contribution rate from the employer is going to go up from uh, 34.51% to 34.94%. So you're all automatically going to see an increase in that cost to the school districts, which they may or may not be able to pass on to the taxpayer in terms of a property tax increase, which is one thing. But we also know that this $3.5 billion structural shortfall and the state budget needs to be done. And this is the time where we need to make very significant structural changes in how government provides services. We need to take a look at those folks who have been at home for the past 12 months that work for the state that haven't been able to work at home. I mean, there's an awful lot of people who are state workers who are working at home and they're working as hard as they did before, if not harder. But there's some people who just can't possibly do it because the job requires them to physically be on location. We have to eventually either start reopening the Commonwealth so that we can start to get this work done effectively, keeping it safe, protecting those people who are at gravest risk from the pandemic uh, and things of that nature in order to stabilize it. We need to recognize that we have to, in addition to $3.5 billion budget problem, we've created a catastrophe for senior centers and also hospitals uh, because of the way the lockdown took place and the negative impact that absolutely had on the ability for a hospital to do its elective surgeries, which is where they were able to candidly cover much of their operating costs. They don't have that. And of course, in the case of senior centers, the lockdown has actually created a situation where many seniors lost their lives so sadly. And concurrent with that, they also found that the number of people going into senior centers became somewhat reduced because family members became concerned about locking down their parents. And the, the emotional trauma to a senior being locked down was problematic. So we've got two very specific industries, senior care and hospitals, that are devastated. And on top of that, we've got restaurants. We've got the hospitality industry. We've got a host of other industries that have been adversely affected by this to include uh, the schools and their ability to cope with COVID-19. So this is the time where I'm going to encourage all of my fellow legislators, and I'm going to encourage the governor and the entire executive branch to work together to come down with a solution that means that government has got to be able to reduce its spending as well significantly as we would have to do in the private sector. And it's one of the reasons I've reintroduced the bill again. Uh, it passed last year, and it uh, is one that's already in effect, but uh, introduced a bill again to freeze any cost of living allowance increases for legislators or any of the senior members of the executive branch and the judiciary. I think we need to lead the way and start showing that discipline as well as showing the discipline of reducing and maintaining and monitoring our costs of running our district offices and things of that nature to be better custodians of taxpayer dollars. This has been Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan.